Despondent about missing out on a role in an actually good movie, Nicolas Cage decides to quit acting and accept a $1 million paycheck to attend the birthday party of supervan Javi in Mallorca. Javi convinces Nick to work out a script idea and become best friends. It's all going great until Vivian and Martin, two CIA agents, arrive and tell Nick Javi is an arms dealer who has kidnapped a young woman in order to sway the election. Nick agrees to help the CIA, but bonds with Javi over their shared love of Paddington, too. After a race to the U.S. Embassy, the kidnapped woman, Nick's also kidnapped daughter, we don't need to get into it, and most importantly, Nick and Javi's friendship are all saved. Starring Nicolas Cage as Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal as Javi, Tiffany Haddish as Vivian, and Ike Bernholtz as Martin, with Sharon Horgan as Nick's ex-wife, and Neil Patrick Harris as Nick's agent from 2022, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Anne, and I'm a mama. Uh, I'm Ryan, and I'm not a mama. I have no kids. You know how you can tell? I'm not sick. <laughs> <laughs> what? The only one not sick today. What are you saying? Are you saying that children are a little disease catchers? I just I'm like not saying anything. I'm not saying anything about kids specifically. But, uh, you have time, energy, yeah. the ability to think. What? Oh, my God. What are you saying? Um, yes. And this is Mama Needs a Movie. I'm, as you can hear, sick again. Yeah. You haven't just adopted a, a, a sultry Scarlett Johansson uh, uh, voice. You have yeah. a, a little sickness going. Mm-hmm. And it's, mm-hmm. the, it's the season. It's the reason for the season. Um, is, it's uh, the yeah. season for um, uh, sounding hoarse and having people be worried about you. Uh, yeah. When you you know get spam calls, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, we th- that was a good intro. We we had that was the first time we've done a, uh, a synopsis at the top, a sort of cold yes. open synopsis. Uh, I think I think it was pretty good. Thanks, uh, thanks. It, it was good. It's it's. I, it, I, can I give a note? Yeah, go ahead. I feel like there was a lot. There was some third act stuff in there. <laughs> that that if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, Maybe. But, the, but the point of the synopsis is because we talk about the entire movie. It's spoiler heavy. Oh, yeah. So the synopsis yeah. has to be the spoiler stuff. So if you haven't seen it, you're like, oh, that's what the movie's about. I can listen to this episode instead of let me wait for five years until I watch it. You know? Okay. But like that's if you say, if, if like if we do the crying game, you shouldn't be like, and then when he revealed, you know, like, like, you know, don't say penis yes. and then yes. drop the okay. mic. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I think I should. Yeah. I think I should if we're going to have spoiler-heavy conversation. The problem mm-hmm. is, is you're having a spoiler-heavy conversation and the person didn't watch it yesterday, mm-hmm. then they're going to have a hard time following. And this is like spoilers up front. I mean, if you want to put a trigger warning at the beginning, Ryan, you're welcome to record that. <laughs> <laughs> a sp- for like, okay, so before your synopsis, I'll say spoiler, everybody. A, I'll say everybody, spoiler. This, this, this synopsis contains spoilers. This, this synopsis yeah. contains spoilers. Perfect. Great. Yeah. All right. There. There we go. Lay it on okay. the beginning. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. I'll do that for the next one. But uh, this episode uh, is about a is about a new exciting movie, and this is a this is a guest uh, <laughs> who we're yeah. very excited to have today. Very very funny man. 
a, a terrific stand-up, a terrific writer, uh, someone who who I like a lot and haven't seen in a while, and and is and is coming here today. I think you'll hear a little bit about this, despite some challenges. It took challenges mm. to get this appearance going. <laughs> yeah, uh, the apocalypse is happening. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is a comedian uh, who uh, you've uh, recently seen uh, on James Corden on a, a the uh, late late show with James Corden, uh, hosted a podcast of his own Friday Night Greg for a long time. Uh, he's recording a special at the Village Underground. On April 24th of this year, April 24th, 2023, this is coming up and he'll tell you a little bit about uh, how he's uh, getting it set up. But this is a, a really funny man, Greg Stone. Oh, round of applause. Round of applause uh, <laughs> for me. I don't know, for whoever. Thanks for having me. I'm so happy to see you, Ryan. I'm so happy to and, see and, you. And, yeah, it's yes. okay. Uh, it's all right. You and, don't know me. I understand. I know we're you, both sick. <laughs> yeah, you seem like a delight, if I'm being honest. Uh, I liked you immediately. I didn't know you were a mom, and I kind of didn't know you were sick. This is great. You couldn't tell I'm sick. Uh, well, I thought this was you normal. I thought you were a smoker. Yeah. I have a little kid, and I'm like, hey, bring mommy yeah. another sig. Yeah, yeah that's like this. I love this girl. She sounds like my grandmother. Yeah. Yes, I sound like my grandmother. Hey, we have Greg Stone in the house. That was Lucille Ball. I totally do. Yes. <laughs> Two things I forgot to mention. One, one is uh, you and I. We worked together working for Michelle Wolf's show, the break, the break with Michelle Wolf. That's how you and I met. That's yes. it, that's 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 one of our illustrious credits we share. And your most important role is that of father. <laughs> this is yes. this is a major credit that you want to get when you come on this show because that means you're legit. I mean, that's like mm. top tier. I have a. Uh, 15 months old and my wife is due in june i don't know how many months that is but so we have two kids in two years and we had sex three times beat oh. that and one of those times i had sex was with myself so those are good numbers can i go blue i'm, I'm blue can we work blue on this thing you can sure, oh it's you blue can do i don't demonetize oh, oh no whatever no. you want we're we we're we're well pre-monetization at this point. Yeah. We're not yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're, yeah, we're not worried well, about <laughs> babies in the podcast world. Um, um yeah. this uh gosh, so we're actually I cause I was like I was I was like, oh well we'll get Greg on sometime, sometime. I'm glad we have you right now because you're about to get this your life is about to get even more complicated and? than it is. <laughs> yeah, because I'm so sick. Yeah. You're sick. <laughs> yeah, I'm death's dumb death to door now. Oh, you, you mean because of the kid. Yes, you woke yeah. up this morning with a. Or, or you, we were just talking about this before you got on. You you woke up with a fever. You're sick at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I do. I had a fever an hour ago, but right now I'm at 100 point seven, and I don't think that's a fever. I think 100 point. I think 101 is a fever or something. But I'm at 100 point seven. My kid got sent home from school because they were like, "This kid's too sick." My wife's in the other room crying because she's like, "Why is no one helping me with this child?" My mm-hmm. my stupid husband has. Uh, aspirations of celebrity <laughs> and <Isana. laughs> but this show is for her when you when she's like up in the middle of the night with this new baby she's gonna listen to this episode and be like that's why i married him yeah. and this podcast is good i'm gonna follow it <laughs> yeah yeah she loves it she doesn't watch any movies so it'd be great for her because then she could not have to watch the movies she just listen to people talk about them can i also oh. say something real quick yeah I like to ask before I say anything. I always like to get permission. I'm very into consent and com- conversational consent is what I'm very into. Um, a, uh, I thought this is not your fault. This is my fault. I was 100% sure 
we were going to talk about the everywhere, everything all at once. And I was so regretting it because I was like, I don't remember the movie that much. It was a while ago. I was like, fuck, that was in the options, but I really wish we would talk about this Nick Cage movie. But because that title, they both have titles that are just yes. too many words, you know? So many. Uh, They're really so dancing many. in the titles. Yeah. So to find out we're talking about this Nick Cage makes me believe in God. I go, yeah. God is here and God has made my day a little bit better. Wait a minute. With a little so, miracle. so you thought because because we talk, we we have a conversation leading up to this we I, and I said what have you seen lately that you you'd like to talk about you you said uh, everything everywhere uh, is something that you liked recently or that you saw recently and uh-huh. unbearable weight or something you know uh, however everyone yeah. misconstrues the title so you thought up until this moment that we were going to talk about everything everywhere <laughs> up until she said Nick Cage I went <laughs> I'm dead I'm dead in the water I cannot oh, talk about no. this other movie. I, be- I was very high when I watched it. I was I, I was on no sleep. I was planning on watching it again before this podcast. I didn't get to. But the Nick Cage movie I watched, super sober. I loved it. And I'm, I can talk about this. So I do believe in in the higher power now. And I yeah. was a staunch atheist before this podcast. Staunch. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's truly amazing. That's, See, that's coming in so wildly unprepared, but doing it anyway. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I was not saying no. I was sick. I didn't watch the movie. I was like, all right, here we go. <laughs> hey, it's, hey it's a take. It's a take. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I can't think. Okay. Hey, we've, we've done, hey, we've had shows where we didn't enti- mm-hmm. watch the entire movie. Um, uh, well, this is great. This is luck turning around. Yes. You know what? Mm-hmm. This is the spring has sprung and luck is, you know, luck is on your side now. But not the show mm. Luck because that's that's different. Yeah, <laughs> that's different. There's a show called Luck. Oh, yeah, with all the, the dead, dead horses. horses. The head dead horses. horses. Yeah, I call it the dead horse show. That's my favorite show. Yeah, because no I don't like horses. Luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just like horse murderer show. You can't beat a dead horse show. Yeah. Uh, uh, I never saw. Um, I never uh, watched a single episode because I don't like horse murder. Okay. <laughs> uh. Greg, you have a pop culture niche. Is that right? You like uh, action figures, toys, or you're a great fan of a lot of superhero uh, uh, franchises. And and the one thing yes. I wanted to ask you about particularly was, because we almost did this. We were going to tr- almost talk about Star Wars. Oof. Oh, you'd have been screamed at that for two hours. <laughs> Uh, and I don't, I, at the risk of completely derailing this and not talking about this Nicolas Cage movie, which you do remember... Yeah, um, yes. saw and you remember, yes. Uh, what's going on with Star Wars? I'm out of it. I don't know what the show. What I don't know is what the show is. The, the Jude Law. I just found out today. Jude Law is in Star Wars now. No, not yet. He might be coming in something soon, but nothing has dropped with Jude Law yet okay. that I know of. Okay. Unless he was in Andor, and I'm mixing it. I also have no. fever brain, but I'll tell you he this: wasn't in Andor. Star Wars currently. Uh-huh is in the best situation. Listen to no one. We have the best Star Wars we've ever had in our lifetimes right now. And the fans are the worst human beings on earth. Well, just the negative ones. Because first of all, and I have to say this, Ryan Johnson should be uh, brought into a prison and they set the prison on fire. And I set the prison on fire and I laugh. I laugh, laugh, laugh. The sequel movies were horrible. But Mandalorian, amazing. Bad Batch, Animated Star Wars is the greatest thing I've ever seen. I will say it, Curse. There, Bad Batch is so good. Mm. Um, the movies are all in turmoil. 
but Star Wars TV is things you would dream about. Dude, I remember when I remember watching, I remember Star Wars and there was like one movie where they had like a Mandalorian flag and people were going, whoa, a Mandalorian flag. That's so cool that no one knew what the hell that was. No one knew that the Mandalorians were what Boba Fett was. We have a Mandalorian show right now that is played by who we're going to get into. The yeah. greatest on-screen hunk I've seen in a lifetime, Pedro Pascal. This guy, I don't. I used to only watch Star Wars movies and Marvel movies. I've now gotten worse, and I only watch Pedro Pascal projects. That's all I do now. That's the kind of fan I am now. So he's he's your Luke Skywalker sort of. He's your, he's your top guy. You just jump from one Pedro Pascal uh, uh, thing to another. Uh, apparently, yeah, um, yeah. A Pedro Pascal vehicle. Okay, uh-huh, so this is uh-huh. making me. This is this is this is a my kind of talk because I, I'll say where I come in with Star Wars. Of course, I'm a fan of of the original trilogy. I love the. I actually like the prequels a lot, and uh, the the sequels. I'm I, I I have to say I was not really that into, and I was worried. I'm always worried when I talk about to, to a Star Wars fan. Like, is this like am, is this going to be a sensitive topic of like? But you're saying sequels. Forget it. It's the TV. That's where it is. We're we're yeah. Let me explain this about the sequels and the prequels. The prequels are great Star Wars, but they're bad movies. Mm-hmm. The sequels are great movies, but they're bad Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So the, the prequels are horribly... George Lewis doesn't know how to like do a movie, but when you watch the Clone Wars cartoon, which I... I, I suggest everyone do it. It's only 22 seasons of 48 episodes a season. It's like so much TV. <laughs> they made the prequels. <laughs> Dave Filoni came in and made the prequels make sense and made them great. Like just by kind of filling in the holes, explaining things. Mm-hmm. The sequels were really nice to look at and there was music, but they were really bad for Star Wars. Like they really destroyed a lot of the characters. Ryan Johnson just decided to end the trilogy of the second movie, which is crazy. And then the, J.J. Abrams has to try to come back and try to fix that. The whole thing was a mess. And I don't blame one person. They didn't know what they were doing. But when Dave Filoni, who created Clone Wars, and uh, John Favreau got together, Dave Filoni was doing Clone Wars cartoons. Mm -hmm. Uh, He got together with uh, John Favreau, and they did Mandalorian. It was a guy who was a diehard fan with a guy who was a big fan, but also knew how to do good movie TV storytelling. So it's, it's it's a... Miracle that these two guys got together and now are making the best Star Wars that's ever been made. Wow. Okay. And Andor so, so, was also unbelievable. Andor, that's the one you've watched, Dan. You, Andor, you... I thought was fantastic. I was like, hold on a second, yeah. this is great. And then I realized, oh, it's just Michael Clayton in Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what Star Wars. I is. love Diego Luna, though. I will, I will watch him forever. But uh, in this, I just think it's great. And I watched Mandalorian, and it's just completely different. It's just like a different kind of more like that. See, I didn't know Pedro Pascal at all when I watched this movie. I was like, "What is? who is this guy who's daddy? What is that? What are people talking about? Who is this guy? I've never seen him in anything. And I looked at everything he'd been in and I was like, I have missed every single thing he's been in. <laughs> and so yeah. I went back and watched Mandalorian. He's not really in that. He's sort of in it. Um, he's the main character. The, but what is the, okay, but he's, you don't see his face. Because to you, it's all looks. No, no, no. no. I'm just saying, like, you can't tell how. <laughs> yeah, because you need hug. You need, it's... you're too into the. No, no, no. It's because I'm so focused on the, on Baby you Yoda. Need <laughs> I don't care. I'm like, right, right. He's wearing a helmet. But a Baby Yoda so cute. Yeah, Baby Yoda's so cute. 
Oh, he's so cute. Come on. The little ears. Also, uh, I don't know if you realize this. Mandalorian yeah. is the exact same show as The Last of Us. Oh, I don't no, know anyone has put this together. Show. Yes, I saw, just... I saw someone on the internet was like, did you realize that those two shows are the exact same premise? Guy who begrudgingly becomes a dad. And then also Stranger Things is the same show as The Last of Us. <laughs> like a guy uh, with I a dead daughter. That. No, but the character, the guy character, where it's like he has a dead daughter who's named Sarah. And then he gets the Everybody's daughter. Everybody's dead daughter. <laughs> but why does... Look, I don't, I'm not into dead daughters. I'm not into it. I'm just like, can we stop with the right. dead daughters? It's not, a, <laughs> it's not a fun idea. Stop. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. Every time I, I watch a show on Hulu or anything on Hulu, I think it's every time... I, I think Hulu's the channel. I get an yeah. ad for this thing about like the missing... The daughter that went missing and the mother that wouldn't stop... Yeah the hunt okay. for the daughter and i'm like this is this damn trailer's Why? making me depressed every time i'm trying to watch like you know some some whatever like some silly movie on hulu i'm trying to watch a, a fire island over here or something not really um but i'm trying you know, to watch palm springs again yeah whatever whatever the damn thing on hulu is that i'm trying to watch and like i'm getting this this like our daughter went missing at a little league game it's too much yeah, but it's real. It's a real documentary, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's just, no, it's, a, like, it's a real true crime thing. Yeah. Oh, just that Perry Mason show, which I've talked about before. I'm like, fuck you, die in a fire. I'm never watching this again. From that first episode where they have a kid with his eyes showed, sewed open. No. So to, to recap, Perry Mason. I'm watching that. Yeah. To spoil the season. Not for I me. mean, whatever. To I'm recap, uh, the the uh, Ryan Johnson is going in a fire, and the crew of Perry Mason is going in a fire. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah. But what's the good thing? Where do we put the people that we like? Where does Baby John Yoda Favre, go? We put them on our lap, and I rub their back like my son. <laughs> oh, I know. We give them a sandwich. We give them a sandwich yeah. from a food truck. Yes. How old is your daughter? Your She's daughter? four and a half. Yeah, She's four oh. and a half. So that some of some of do the you things reveal their them huh but i'll uh, say what her name was but go ahead no i don't i don't talk about it it's a secret oh great she's a no, mandalorian okay. i don't know <laughs> I mean, no that's great she never takes her helmet off that's right that's great right. no has, my kid there's not a picture on the internet there's no picture on the internet of my son or my wife people think i'm a gay a human being who has a completely mm -hmm. fake who's still afraid to come out of the closet because there's no evidence that my wife exists uh, yeah because oh. my wife is so private yeah yeah that was, it. was like my wife's in Canada, that kind of thing. But she's very private, and there's no pictures of my kid anywhere. Um, yeah. I'm allowed to say his name, but uh, that's it. But wow. also, my last name isn't my real last name. Stone <laughs> is my mom's name, so he doesn't have my. He has my real last name, so you'd have to look up. So you're not know, related. Oh wow! So is, I, I like this. This is untraceable. This is this is, a, is this elaborate. Is good... <laughs> this is yeah. elaborate. Yeah. yeah, I just think that there's a magic in a name, and like there are, you know, the 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 world of movies has all these people like the. I mean, I would say actually, The Mandalorian is a Clint Eastwood movie. It's one of the, the uh, spaghetti westerns, like the man right. with no name who comes to towns and solves the problem and then moves on. You know, it's that. That's that. what they were trying to do, though. They like, like that's what they were literally like. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. I have no that's problem. The, with I don't that. know if you do that, but that's what they were aiming for. I know. Um, I can yeah, tell. Yeah, people. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I like that kind of thing. Where it's like uh, yeah. you know, this the stakes, the stakes. Can't, it can't get that bad, which is my phobia of The Last of Us is I know it can get very bad and I don't want to watch it. 
So. Yeah, every episode you will cry. So it's good. Here's what's good. I don't know what you're probably starting to. I'm, we get what we call in my house waves, which is my wife being pregnant. We get these waves of emotions, and I also get them, which I don't understand why. But like, I just cry for no reason. Uh, with Last of Us, it gives you an outlet. So you watch it and go, I'm going to get my cry out. I watch Last of Us. Yeah. I ball my eyes out. And then I'm like, all right, this didn't come at a coffee shop. I got my cry here. So I got <laughs> breaking down on this subway. So somewhere. it's like it, it's like you pay the you, – you borrow someone's password instead of paying for therapy. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say – and this is a little bit dirtier, but it's like, it's like masturbating, right? It's like uh-huh. you get it uh-huh. out. You get it's crying masturbation. You know, it's uh-huh. like you're getting it out, so you're not walking around with all these horned up feelings. You're getting you're getting out the cry, which just sort of sounds little, like uh, you might be doing to this show anyway. That's a really good analogy. <laughs> I I do. It's Pedro. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? You don't have a real wife anyway. I, <laughs> um, all of my okay. analogies are masturbation, but we'll, <laughs> Okay, well, you know, that's going to be, I mean, you have a son. That's great. You can explain all of your theories. <laughs> um, so this movie is called, let me read it. Uh, Everything, the, everywhere. The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Directed not, by the Daniels. Not The Unbearable Lightness of Being and Not Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. It's some version of those two. This movie I was not really aware of at all when it came out. Um, but now um, my Instagram account is only memes of the acid scene of driving. I have I, my I looked at one, and now my Instagram account is like, would you like to look at one thousand of these that are oh, parent oh, yeah. parent related? It's like me me telling my kid they have to go to sleep, and then the goofy face of like uh, my kid staying up for another four hours. Like it's just. Oh, no, okay. So someone has taken moments from from unbearable weight of massive talent and yes. put it into meme form, right? So it's it's like the little it's like Nicolas Cage looking mad, Pedro Pascal looking completely high while driving, mm-hmm. and then it's like someone being serious, someone just ignoring them completely is the premise of all of these. I get it's it's weird, you know, the whole Instagram thing, like what you get marketed. And I think it, mm. a lot of it depends mm-hmm. on what you're watching at the particular time. Like I did a Sopranos rewatch and like for <laughs> yes. about or, or not even a, a rewatch. I did a watch back about two years ago and everything was Sopranos related for that year. It was right. just like Gandolfini, like Miss You King, like here's a picture <laughs> of the cast Here's them eating some Italian food. Okay, here's another picture. It was that. But did you have any? Were there any funny memes? There were or memes. Was it all there, there was, there's, a, okay. there's a Sopranos. Yeah. There's a pretty good like Sopranos <laughs> meme uh, thing. And then Instagram figured out. I think they figured out that I was like a heterosexual man. And for like a good while, they were just putting a bunch of sex stuff on my feed, like a lot of <gasps> a lot of like boobs and stuff. Yeah. And and then after a while, I was like, this is not good. I'm like looking at this like I, I was do, I was doing like the thing of, well, you know, you compulsively look at your phone or whatever. Anyway, I was doing right. it and realizing like I'm compulsively like opening this thing that has like stuff that like not safe for work stuff. And I had to like I had to like um, be like, no, not interested, not interested, not interested, you know. Yeah, well, even though you were like, but I yeah, yeah. Um, I just send them all to Anthony. Remember our friend Anthony? I just go, it is a good one. Check out this. He's bouncing butts. Well, it anyway. turns you into evil. 
<laughs> I will be posting yeah. a bunch of these memes that are parent related because it's the perfect connection between this episode and, and what I'm talking about. You'll see. You'll see what I mean. And you'll make another one and I'll like it. Yes. Um, um, so what uh, What do you, it's, you, you said up front, spoiler, spoiler, that you like this movie. Um, how, did, how did you come at it? Like, what, did you know what it was when you saw it? So yeah, kinda... I saw there was a movie coming out where Nick Cage plays himself and like an exaggerated version. And I always love that. I love when people take the piss out of themselves. Like, oh, this yeah. guy's going to be ridiculous about being himself. Like, that's great. And then they're like, Pedro Pascal, I'm like, yeah, this guy, I, I'm already sorry to say it. I'm already rock hard. All right. You had me at TP. Uh, uh-huh. And so uh, I just, there was no way to watch it because I had the baby and not, you're not going to the movies when you have a young kid. Um, but I was having a hard day. And I was like, no, I'm going to just rent it. And I rented, I haven't rented a movie ever. I usually just wait for it to come out streaming. But I uh, I didn't rent it. I bought it. I bought it on uh, Voodoo. And then, uh, what, what was the question? Uh, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> I got a fever. Oh, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, that but, was the so, question. Yeah. It's like, you you were it. very, you knew, yeah. you, you knew what it was and you bought it and then you watched it by it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Would you characterize yourself as, <laughs> a, as, myself. as a Nick Cage fan? Like going into this, are you like, ah, oh, you got your favorite, you got your favorite Nick Cage performances as our, uh, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. I like Nick Cage. I don't think he's a good actor, but I think he's a funny actor, you know, like, yeah. oh. I, I, I think he's done like really great movies, but I haven't seen any of them. And I know that they're out there. Everyone's mm-hmm. like, oh, you got to see that. I'm like, and I haven't seen any of the ones that they say he's great in. Oh, like um, Moonstruck? But I've seen. No, no oh, Moonstruck. I forgot about Young Nick Cage. Yeah, he, he, he awesome. existed. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, Young Nick Cage. Right. It's weird that he, he. So in this movie, there's Nicolas Cage now who has a beard, and then there's a strange sort of fuzzy, young Nicolas Cage character. He's, I have a theory on that. Okay, explain. What do you think? How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, he's pretty much dressed like the Ghost Rider. I think that's Nick Cage from Ghost Rider, the movie, because he played Ghost Rider. But he's oh, got the leather jacket. He's got the yeah. belt. He's yeah. young. He's cool. He's like, I think that he's playing the Johnny Blaze character. Yeah. 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 Uh, who's more crazy. That's like him in the Marvel movies or whatever, you know. Yeah. I think yeah. that was like a kick to Marvel a little bit. I, I, I don't know. I thought more when I was watching it. I had more evidence. But I didn't write it down because I didn't think we were talking about this movie on this episode. <laughs> exactly. What about that laundromat, though? <laughs> I could have. Nice Dracula cough. Teach uh, that kids the right way to do it. New Dracula. This is just bad. Me. I'm glad that so people can't things. get germs through the internet because uh, I this ca- would I be can a, do it. I can do it. You know what? A, Use the fours. I can do uh, it. I can yeah, do this it. is... Uh, uh, this uh, movie opens with uh, a scene from Con Air. I think it's like the first image of the movie is, Con, is mm. the movie Con Air, which is... I think when Con Air came out, I was like, I don't know. This is, you know, kind of a big summer action spectacle kind of thing. That It's maybe not the highest brow thing that Nick Cage has ever done. Seeing that little bit of Con Air, I felt so nostalgic for it. I was like, this is all I want to do right now is go watch Con Air. Like, we love Con Air. Con Air is maybe a (laughs) classic now. Con Air and The Rock, which is referenced heavily in this, I feel like... Nick Cage is, has, is so multifaceted in that he's made dramas, he's made ex- kind of a more uh, esoteric independent movies and, and David Lynch and this or that, you know. But it's, it's this high-end action stuff is, or, the, or this, um, uh, these uh, mid-90s action movies, I feel so, so uh, affectionate toward now. That was my right. first instinct with this movie. 
was a oh man man is really something yeah go ahead it's dying go ahead, is red. Continue. <laughs> I think I we're all trying to talk but literally like she does she dying <laughs> like, I love Con Air and the uh, cinematography. Just, uh, <laughs> that woman is dead. <laughs> I'm fine. I just get a tickle. Uh, man. Sorry. You're right? I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. Don't edit just, any of this I'm out. Just, I'm just very sweaty now. I get a tickle and then I can't stop. Oh, it's yeah. sort of like, you know, an obsessive cough thing, I guess. <laughs> um. <clears throat> um. The beginning of this movie, uh, it does, like you're saying, it has this, there's like a young, energetic Nicolas Cage talking to kind of the older, like an older, resigned Nicolas Cage. That's sort of where we start the movie. And this older Nicolas Cage is kind of an interesting character because we, I, th I feel like it's so, it's partially based in reality, like the reality of who right. Nicolas Cage is now, like he's... He's it's I think it's basically understood that he works constantly. He makes a lot of movies. Some of the movies are bad. He knows it. He's gotten to some financial trouble over the years. Uh, I think probably alimony payments or child support payments or something is probably part of this. And this uh, accounts for some of the um, him taking some lesser film projects, I think, is what's kind of un generally understood about Nicolas Cage. Um, all the while, like still being a good actor who that movie pig yeah. last year was like a movie that people talked about. It was a pretty good movie. You know, it's unbelievable. It's, it's good. See it. I heard it's great. It's good. It's uh, he's, he's good in it, but he's, he's kind of changed styles as an actor over the years. Like you, he, he used to be, the movie does kind of a good job at the beginning of laying out like, yeah, this is what like young psycho, highly energetic Nicholas cage was versus kind of this, this, you know, Nicholas cage as we, as we, uh, as we know him now. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I found myself at the beginning of this movie just being like, okay, let me get used to let me get used to him for a second. And I think the the way the movie plays out is like, oh, he's bummed out. He has an ex-wife who he still has a relationship with and a daughter and he's not really around. And it, it felt almost like a like a sitcom premise a little bit like. Um, yeah, you say that. You know? and he's like, that's my real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think he has more than one of these situations, but um, which I think was a good was a good call because it puts it sort of in the world of like, oh, this is this is like, don't worry, this is a this is like a standard premise, and then we can go and do something crazy separate from this premise. I just wonder how much of that was close to real because like, part of me was like, man, his beard was so ridiculous. Yeah, because it was so dyed, and I want to laugh at it. But then, like you beat him, he goes, "No, no, that's my real beard. Like that wasn't a joke. That's actually how I dye my beard and hair." Yeah, and you're like, yeah. I don't know what was joke and what was his real life. Yeah, and like, I don't want to care about Nicolas Cage. They're never, never going to see him. But like, you know, I would never want to be like, "Oh man, you were ridiculous." You know how you were shitting your daughter? He's like, "Oh no, that was the real part." I, yeah, yeah, I am shitting my I was daughter. Exactly you know, like, that. like I didn't know that. Well, the daughter yeah. could. It would be hard for the daughter to be less of an actual character in that mo in this movie. <laughs> like she's yeah. a, she's a she's a plot element, um, right? But she's, uh, she's Princess Peach, oh, yes. yeah, she's saved. Yeah. Yes, she, she, right. <laughs> she that's right. She has about yeah about as much dimension as uh, as Zelda. Um, Did you know that this movie was <laughs> this this movie was filmed in Croatia in like November twenty twenty? Oh. So this was. This was a like probably a 
like probably a pretty fun movie to work on because they were very contained in another country. I just, I mean, read that and I was like, oh, interesting. It's like Wait, very was that pandemic. Oh, like in the heat of it. That would have been in the, yeah, the fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. God, that, the, God, Croatia. Well, you got to go to Croatia in November. It's, uh, it's beautiful. It. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Maybe it was August is, or something. A lot of stuff know. is shooting now in Eastern Europe. Like when you hear about a movie, you'll go like, oh, so well, where'd you shoot that? And it'll be like, oh, we, Serbia. Like, what? What? Like, <laughs> this is where you have to go to make a movie now? Like, you used to be able to do it in New York, L.A. Oh. Yeah. Where I live in Astoria, they, they're constantly shooting Blue Bloods and Law and Order. It's oh, like yeah. every day that are filming here. So I just have a bunch of lanyards that every now and again, I'll just throw one on and go eat a little bit from craft services. I did it once a joke because I was like, let me see if I get away with this. This is hilarious. Yeah. And then it worked and I went, I'm going to try again. And now it's become a thing that I do so much that I'm like, oh, this isn't funny anymore. You just are eating craft services from these places. Are you serious? And it works? I don't know if they care every single time. It's usually yeah. outside. Yeah. Also think about this. If you're running craft services, and a normal-looking human being uh, walks by uh, mm-hmm. and just starts eating. You know, how much are you going to start a fight with that guy? You're not. How much are you going to go? Can't like, possibly keep track of it. Hey, who are you? Yeah. Plus, wow. look how I'm dressed. I'm always dressed in a black t-shirt. If you have your keys, I'm like some kind of uh, carabiner. That helps. Mm-hmm. It helps the look. They love yeah. carabiners out there. You know, have <laughs> yeah. a kind of punk rock shirt or a denim jacket. This mm-hmm. is what the crew looks like. I look mm-hmm. like I. I'm always in disguise as a crew uh, <laughs> guy who works on the crew. Yeah, you're that's like my the, look. The best dressed crew guy, probably. That's so <laughs> wow. You gotta get your son yeah. like a little baby lanyard and be like, <laughs> teach him your ways. Yeah. Who and it, when you really think about it, no one on that crew would know who works for the movie and doesn't. I mean, in a way, it's like I'm trying to even think maybe. Yeah, there's not a single person on that crew that would know every single face. On well, yeah, the it's like set. it's like it's like the CIA and the FBI after 9/11. Like they didn't talk to each other. What? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever gotten into the CIA yeah. with the lanyard? <laughs> I was a member of the uh, Waco negotiation team, and we also didn't talk to the mm-hmm. FBI when we did mm-hmm. the raid. I was there being like, we should send a tank in. And they were like, no, and I had to tell my boss. And we sent a tank in, it was hilarious. Wait, you said um, you sent, sent tanks in? That's, I don't know about that. was my idea. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. When you watch the documentary and you see the tank in, I, I like to stand up and go, that's me, that was me, that's my idea. And then I was like, it was a bad idea. And I go, ah, pooey, this show sucks. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, yeah. in retrospect, also, in retrospect, yeah. Also, that's not a normal pull. I will tell you that between today, between last night being sick and this morning, I've watched Waco with Michael Shannon, the full show, and the new Netflix Waco documentary. I'm all Wacoed out right now. That's oh, all I, I want to be talking about. You're just so you're, a solid block of Waco. So it wasn't a good pull. It's just something. About. No, no, that's all right. That's all right. We make random connections. Insane thing. Does Michael Shannon play David Koresh? No, he plays the negotiator. Oh, it's a great show. And it really gives you the perspective of how I didn't see my growing up watching the Waco thing. I was like, oh, those were crazy people. And they did all this. It was all bad and whatever. But through that show, you go, oh, no, they were like, yeah, they were great. I mean, you know, they were like a religious cult nuts. But, it was, but they were also um, they were really like the government really dropped the ball. They really fucked those people up when they really mm. should not have done I, I had no idea about any of that. I was like, oh, wow. Like the negotiators here trying to get them to like 
hey, we'll just go in and we'll talk to them. And then his boss is like, they're not fucking you know, and it's just like everyone was fucking up everywhere. It was a, it's a complete like I was too young, I guess, when it happened. But it, it was a complete uh, fumble ruski, as they would say on 80s SNL. Oh. Mm, pointless and stupid. <laughs> well, it sounds like the uh, CIA agents in this movie, uh, Vivian and Martin, <laughs> also didn't do a very good job of the research. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, 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 like... I've heard about them in your synopsis. <laughs> Yeah, I, I because, heard I heard the names Vivian and Martin in the synopsis for this show. Wow, yeah, I'm glad to yeah, see that wow. they've come back wow. in the discussion. Because in this the in this movie, they're like, this guy is a gun runner, and then it's like, no one could be less obviously not a gun runner. <laughs> I thought he was one of those cool, charismatic kind of, you know, like gun running drug guy who's like oh he's real fun but then he turns on you in a second a lot of mob guys like that but he's not cool he's just like the biggest fan in the world he's not cool oh, this is pedro yeah, pascal he, yeah. yeah he's yeah. not cool he's just like a an actual like a giant child which i mean but that's i guess that exists though that parallel of a guy who's like a wild drug dealer but also like just a super fan of like my chemical <laughs> romance or something like you could, I, 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 I was on board. I knew it wasn't going to be only because I was like, no, we like this guy too much Yeah, yeah, yeah. for him to be too bad. Yeah. And I don't want that. And I think the director would be like, yeah, we don't want to see this guy die or, or no. we want the bromance. Or be a we murderer. want the love. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we want him and Nick Cage to be best friends. And that's what you get in the movie, which I was so happy about. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, just give us what we want, you know? Yeah. Just yeah. Give me what I want. They were best friends. Yeah, Peter Pascal doesn't really even have a. There's not even a moment where he comes off as as scary or intimidating. He's just kind of a likable Pascal through the whole movie, uh, and they have some good good chemistry. Him and Cage. Mm -hmm. uh, it really yeah. becomes like a two hander kind of comedy movie. Mm -hmm. I, I I read that Cage was very reluctant to to do this movie. Like he didn't want to play himself. He he turned it down a number of times. He didn't want to mm -hmm. uh, play himself. Play himself. And he had the idea that he wanted to play the Pascal role. He said, I'll mm -hmm. do it if I can play the fan, because I think that would be, Yeah, I, I would rather play that part, the, the guy who's a fan of me, than play myself. And then when he heard that Pascal was playing the part, he said, okay, well, that sounds good, and I'll, I'll, I guess I'll play myself. Uh, and he finally yeah, but like that, agreed to that, it. You don't, uh, it's like, but you don't get it. Like, you, like that's the whole thing. Yeah, you whole being point. Nick Cage yeah. is the most perfect thing. Yeah, this movie is a has a wealth of uh, of uh, references to pr of previous Nicolas Cage things yes uh if you're paying attention oh, yeah uh, you know you get like a he, he goes under the uh he, he drinks a beer and falls into the pool in a way that's like it, it's shot as looks like something from leaving las vegas uh mm -hmm. there's a very very uh, kind of arcane reference in the movie where he says he says he's talking to like a pedro pascal or something and he says bullshit man which he says it in a way which is exactly <laughs> like he says it in the movie matchstick men which, which I, I, wow. I i recommend that movie i would watch that one matchstick men is a is a, is it actually yeah. i saw it i loved it i remember you know what you know what else about yes. that movie it's another movie about a guy who's like i'll begrudgingly take care of this teenage girl if you're into that, <laughs> this is, is another one. <laughs> I'd say that so, but I love those stories. How yeah. many let me tell you this, John Wick. How many times has John Wick been done? Yeah, but it's great. Guy, revenge, basic as hell. Guy kills his dog, guy goes on a, a rampage. It's like, I can watch it a thousand times. There's some tried and true things and I'll love them. Yeah, yeah. You know, let me, you gotta, you gotta be, I like forced, I do like this new forced dad thing. A guy who doesn't want to be a dad. 
and now he's a dad. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I guess I got to be a dad yeah. and just be full of love. I mean, maybe it's something, maybe it's touching on something that a lot of men are like, I don't want to do this. Ugh. All right. I guess I have to. I think that's what it like, is. I think, I think that's it's what touching it on to. like people knowing their dad was ambivalent or like dad's being ambivalent and being like, right, right, right. But I can love it if it's a teenage girl. Not, like they're never boys. They're uh Can I can I say I think that a lot of guys when they watch that, especially me, is you see your dad and yeah. it gives you hope of being like Maybe my dad one day will finally come over and love me the way he loved this kid. Because my, mm. you know, like you just say to yourself, you're like, man, my stepdad was brutal. He was whatever. And you go, but the, down in there, I know he loved me. And so you watch that. There's a very nostalgic feel to seeing someone like that. You go, oh, no, that, that was my dad. My dad was a brutal man who could not be anything but a man in a world where he had to be a, a man and then had to, was forced to not be able to be that role anymore. I mean, I hate to say this, but there's also a similar thing with aliens. When you see a woman and you go like, he's a mother woman who is forced to like, you see the, do the fighting and killing. And you go like, that's my mother. I see my mother's a strong woman who now is forced to take me outside of the mother role and now yeah. be the warrior role. It's like, it's stuff that you relate to on an extreme level. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Terminator, so, uh, Terminator, uh, 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 Terminator Two. Uh, we 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 spoke about once on this show, and that was my revelation watching it uh, recently. Was like, oh, this is a movie. This is mo mainly a movie about a mom just taking control, you know, and like having to save her. Go go, and it's it's all framed in an extreme way. But yeah, I'm getting there because her because her boyfriend had left for uh, the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> that happened to me. Was a little badass mom. <laughs> Who doesn't love a badass mom? I love yeah. a badass mom. Yeah. You know, yeah. a complete character turn. The, uh, I'm at an age now where I can uh, remember my dad at my age. Um, yes. Which is a strange moment. I'm, I'm, I'm now, cr I've crossed that threshold. For a long time, I couldn't. You know, I was, I was under his age. I couldn't remember him at my age, and now I can. And it's weird when you can remember your father at the age that you are, uh, because you go, oh, wow, I'm not that, <laughs> I'm not ready. I wouldn't have had the same, I'm not yeah. even to where he was, and I didn't think he was ready, <laughs> you know. Uh, parenting, uh, parenting, the day one of parenting, I was like, I forgive my mother and my father. They mm -hmm. had no, they, they had no idea what they're doing. They had no Google. Right. All I watch is TikToks on how to be a better parent. It's just like, uh, here, don't say like, don't tell your kid he's ugly. Tell him that he, you know, he's like, we're looking to improve ourselves or whatever. You know, though that's not a very good example. But my mom had none of that. So they just had to know somebody who might know more. And there was no fact checking it. They were like, hit it. How do you fix the TV when it's not working? You hit it. You hit the TV, you hit your kid, that fixes the wires. And it's like, what? But who was going to tell them no? Yeah. Nobody. You know, I mean, Nobody. Well, I think that's where the, you know, to get deep about it is like, I think that's where the generational trauma uh, in this movie, which is not the one that you thought we were talking about. Not the about. other unbearable uh, everything <laughs> yes. movie. Yeah, the but, everything yeah. everywhere all at once. Like, I think that the reason why those movies are, are popular right now is because it's like kind of having access to more information and being like, oh, I can look back at my grandmother and my mother and me and see oh there's one thing that i need to stop doing to improve the life of my kid 
Yeah. You know, and but you wouldn't have access to that if you were just like, oh, we all live in Ohio and this small town and we've all done it this way and we don't know anyone who doesn't do it this way. Like, I think that's a beautiful right. thing about the Internet is is having access to all these other opinions. Most of them are wrong, but they're sure. at least they're different. Um, <laughs> but that's the thing. It's like there's so many that are wrong, but then there's just so many little ones that you don't count that are really good and helping that you don't realize. Like these little how to raise a baby TikTok. I don't sit there and go, wow, my life has changed. I go, that's good. I'll upload that in there. But then you get one that is like vaccines aren't real. And you're like, the internet sucks. It's like, right, that's just one right. really bad one. Right. But the internet is holy. We, we, every single person has way more access now to information and education more than anyone ever had in their whole lifetime. You know, yeah. of course it's yeah. bad, but it's, yeah. But it's good. Yeah. Because you don't have to actually know anything to be giving the information. <laughs> You don't have to know but anything. That's but, fine. Yeah. That's how this podcast works. Well, something we've talked about, I think I mean, you guys have probably both gone through this, but I, I, I know, and you went through this in the last week is like, is like, if you have a, if, if let's say your kid, let's say is, is, is sick, let's say you're sick or whatever, the ability to Google, you know, it's not even a hypothetical <laughs> thing, but the ability to Google is a blessing and a curse because you can Google yourself into reassurance. You can also Google yourself into the most extreme worry you know uh, yeah. whereas you just yeah. had to used to guess and go like well i guess the fever isn't over this amount so it's probably fine or well like it's a i i don't know i don't even know if we understand how our brains function with this new ability you know to just be able to access here's all the things that that symptom could be associated yeah. right. with like it's yeah that's they teach you i think they're called zebras um, I forgot. What the, I used to work in ER, and the one thing they used to say was like, "If you see horse tracks, don't assume it's a zebra." And that yes. because mm -hmm. every time you'd look up any kind of medical thing, you'd go, "Oh, I have meningitis." And it's like, no, yeah. it's your allergies. You know, yeah. it's like you assume it's a zebra. It's not like a big problem looking up things, but if you could just get around that, it's like, dude, it was like three o'clock in the morning, and Tom was thrown up, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I just googled, and it was like, you know, this is all normal. It's all fine. You can take him to the doctor tomorrow. I was like, yeah, right, take him to the doctor. He's fine. But it's like, yeah. oh yeah. Just that little bit of reassurance is huge. Yeah. yeah. But it actually being in control of something to such a profound degree never fails to just amaze me. Like all these stories about like, you know, whatever, every single show with the guy and the kid or the guy and the baby Yoda. It's like you're responsible for making that choice. Like those stories, whether they are set on a different planet or a zombie apocalypse or whatever, that's kind of how it feels, though. Like, you really do have to be making a lot of judgments about how you want to be a parent and how to take care of your kid that are really, in a certain way, very solitary. Even with all the information in the world, it's like when it comes down to it, you are the last stop that makes the decision. And that's that's nuts. Like, it's yeah. not like anything else. Until they go to middle school. And then they fucking just get <laughs> railroaded by horrible teachers and the outside. You just spend your whole life downloading nice programs on your MacBook Pro. And then when he's 13, it's all porn, porn, porn. <laughs> and there'll be blows their wire. It's like, this kid's in daycare. He's already, he's already like doing like weird things. Like he came home and he went, blah, 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 blah. Like he's just doing that. And I was like, oh, someone taught you that at school. What else yeah. are they teaching you in school? Like that's yeah. not a big thing, but it's like. I didn't put that in there. Who put this program in there? You know what you know? that was, though? You know what that was? He was doing the uh, the White Lotus music. Uh, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Great show, by the way. Yeah, great show. show. Great show. It's one of the only few things I've watched. 
Not enough guys with uh, guys with a kid that they have to take care of in that show. <laughs> no, not a lot of forced dads. Uh, give me any kind of forced dad show. I'll go crazy. <laughs> I mean, there is the there is there is a lot of dadding in there, but there. Bad dadding. They, yeah, bad dadding. Bad grandfathering. Bad yeah, 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 yeah. I'll say this though: you brought up the internet thing. Is that we forget? Do you remember there was a time? I don't know how old you are. Is it Anne or Anna? Because I'm freaking out. Anne. I get in my head. I just Anne. I get but you very can call like, me Mary or Sarah or Annie. I respond to all of those. <laughs> Once I get doubt in my head, then it's like you'll never know when you're a maniac. So your name is um, Craig. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Sorry about that. Um. But people forget. Like I don't know how old you are, but there were times in my life where if you heard a song on the radio that and you loved it, you'd never hear that song again. There's no mm-hmm. way to ever know who yeah. sang it who found it, how you could get it again. How you, you had to sit by your cassette, record and pause and hope that Hot 97 played it again. Or it was just like some random 80s song and you'd be like, well, it's just gone forever. I'll never hear that again, which yeah. is like yeah. crazy. What a crazy yeah. idea that these things would just be gone. It's a, different, it's a different, I mean, I think of even people before that who were like, imagine people in 1945 going to a movie theater and being like, we're watching this movie and when it's out of the theater, we will never see it again. Right. Yeah. It's right. not going to come on TV. It's not going to be rentable. Right. It just will never come back. Yeah. Like one shot. That's insane. Yeah. I cannot imagine that at all. Yeah. They would walk out of the movie and immediately go, wait, what happened at the end? And they just forget. Yeah. And they go like, did I just right. pay for nothing? And you just forgot the ending. Well, which is yeah. very like, like, very like Rakakuni in this movie. Uh, uh, yeah. Rakakuni? <laughs> In, in the everything ever. in the wrong movie and oh, i know right. i'm yeah. just messing with you movies, the, yeah movies used um, to be more like total recall you know like it used to be like you go and you pay for one memory and that's yes. what you walk away oh. with and now you and now you pay for like a whole now people don't even watch the full movie they just watch like i mean not to sound like the oldest man in the world but it seems like the younger generation has a very strange relationship with movies they're, they're they like the clips you just watch and, the memes? memes yeah 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 it's like the people relate to things and it's it's such if i want to pull up a scene from this movie i can pull it up immediately and go oh yeah that was that right. scene i like yeah did you guys watch because in this movie one of the things that that these two characters connect on is that they love paddington too and also the cabinet of dr caligari mm-hmm. have you seen this movie I heard Paddington to five people have told me it's unbelievable. And they're like, oh, Greg, you especially need to watch this. Oh, You're it's gonna great. Love it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm waiting on it. But the cabinet movie, I never even heard of it. I was wondering if it was a fake movie. I no, guess no, it's real. It's real. I thought maybe it was fake. Yeah. It's from 1920. It's very, very old. Yeah. I've seen Paddington too. We discussed it on this show with uh, yeah. with our with I guess Jill Donnelly uh, about yeah. last year around this time. I've never seen the cabinet of Dr. Caligari to my shame. Well, I... Yeah have i did after i watched this i was like I've, I've heard about this movie way too many times it's about a um a hypnotist they call him a somnambulist uh who hypnotizes people and makes them murder people Fun. that's the that spoiler spoiler uh, from 100 years ago <laughs> Uh, wow. But okay. it's a, it's a weird one. It's very, it's like, it's beautifully created. Um, like the visuals are, are amazing, like painted sets and a lot of angles and craziness in it. But in this story, in the, the, um, unbearable weight movie, I was like, 
it doesn't really have any relevance to the story. And I was expecting somehow that it's like, oh, yeah, and they're playing out some part of it or something. It, it's really just. And they couldn't because no one had seen it. <laughs> yeah. They would do that part and, and literally everyone would go, what are they doing? Because yeah. no yeah. one has seen it. Unless yeah, they're 140 then... years old. Yeah. Well, I mean, guess what would, I read, though. Did you, did you read this? Mm-hmm. Did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? That that, <laughs> that they shot a whole Caligari sequence. They shot a scene where Nick Cage goes on like a journey through painted sets, oh. and he's like chasing oh, wow. his character from Face Off or whatever. And it has been it was cut from the movie, and they say it's going to be restored in some home video release or something. I don't mm-hmm. think anything like it exists online. But it's interesting that you say that because it did relate back. There was a, a payoff. There was a payoff. Okay, didn't, wow. but but didn't is Pedro Pascal in this part? I don't know if he is or not. I think the, I, 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 don't I think the studio <laughs> thought that it was, uh, or whoever distributed thought that it was uh, irrelevant to the or whatever. It slowed yeah. down the. Uh, you the know climax. what it's. You know what this movie looks like. If you want to just quickly think of what it looks like, it looks like um, the old uh, Fantasyland rides at Disneyland, like those like painted, the painted boards that you drive by if you've been to Disneyland. Uh, doc, the cabin of Dr. Caligari. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 No, not <laughs> this movie. Not unbearable weight. <laughs> this looks like a movie, regular movie. Um, uh, Paddington Two, you, you, uh, it's it's good. I think Paddington Two is it's good. good. It's I'm good. It's very sweet. I'm very gonna watch it. I might wait for Calvin. Can I tell you a random thing that popped in my head yeah. when we're talking about this, but the old movies and the internet kind of thing. I recently watched Casablanca. I've never seen Casablanca, and then mm-hmm. I found out that I looked at the year, and it was like, oh, this is a World War Two movie that was filmed. Before World War II was open, was over. So in mm-hmm. this movie, they don't know the Nazis are going to lose. Could you just imagine what that mindset? Like you're literally looking at people, mm-hmm. who, like you know they're acting, but you go, these guys don't know that they're going to win World War II, yeah. and that yeah. must have been horrifying for them. And it was kind of like a, I think they said it was like a propaganda movie, like it was trying to get America into the war effort. I think I'd read on that a little bit later, but. But just knowing that to me is so crazy. Like every actor, as I'm looking at them now, is going, fuck, are the Nazis going to rule the world? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. That really is. I, I, mean, it's like, I think it's like all the, the, the idea that there were people who were just like, I mean, something in Cabinet of Dr. Caligari is that they, you know, this was like these people went on to some of them do well after making the movie. And then some of them, by the time the 40s came, were killed off or exiled or like all this stuff is like, oh yeah, something, you know, a few years from now has this, I mean, I guess you could say in a much, much different way. Like we were all, it's 2020, life's going on. And then this totally wildly unexpected thing happens that affects your life long-term, affects huge choices in your life. And it's just, I I think it, it is an awesome thing to just take a pause and look at a movie that's sort of a relic of not knowing, which actually yeah. is the title, knowing. Oh yes, Nicholas yeah, Cage knowing with Nicholas Cage, where he, where he, <laughs> <laughs> he knows the disasters are coming. That's a cool movie. Um, Great movie. Yeah, I that's like that's something. You know, that's a really good point. That I I I feel this with older movies and people who have a harder time getting into older movies is that it does really pay off sometimes to just look at the year the movie's made. Yeah. It yeah. seems like a, a simple piece of advice, but just because the difference between 42 and 45, especially with anything that has to do with the war. When I was a kid, it was all the same thing. Like a movie that was yeah. made in 1959, as long as it was in black and white, if it, if yes. it was made in 59 or 39, it, w- it was all kind of the same thing. And it's like, there's a tremendous difference between 
between a pre-war movie, a post-war movie, uh, you know, and just, just all you got to do is just check that date and you can go in and, and you also have to know what date you have to know roughly <laughs> when world war two ended. Yeah. Or what is that? You have to kind of check it across, check it with like history or whatever. But like, uh, uh, I think it's, it's a very important thing to do is just like, yeah, just, just, it takes two seconds to just go, okay, yeah. All right. This is where it fell, but it's a wonderful life. People always forget about that, about it's a wonderful life that that's a, that's a, they go, well, why is this movie dark or why does it have this emotional heft or whatever? It's like, because it was a post-war movie. It was like, it yeah. was dealing right. with the emotions of, uh, uh, death and, well, you know, everything. Yeah. I do Unless. wonder if we look back and we go, why are some of these, like, why is there so many Marvel movies and so many popcorn movies? Yeah. I do think there's a lot of reasons, but I do think one of the reasons is that like, yeah, man, life is hard right now. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice to just watch something where I don't have to like completely, you know, I can just be like, oh, look, this will be nice and easy. And I can just kind of zone out for a little bit. And that has that has a very important role in, in for, for yeah. filmmaking and TV shows. When Ted Lasso came out, there was a middle of a pandemic. It was so horrifying. And Ted Lasso was so fun and upbeat. They just made me feel better for a week. Like, it was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I think that... That it's like you you need both. You need the one where you can cathartically cry and you need the one where you can just be like, everything's fine. Everything's just yeah. fine. It's just fine. And I would I would say that like that's sort of the difference between Andor and The Mandalorian is one of them is like, yeah, this is this is some unfixable stuff that's kind of cool to talk about, about like yeah. love and duty and stuff. And then Mandalorian is like, it's all going to be all right. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Yeah. As a Star Wars fan, though, it's not so much as that Mandalorian is like, everything's going to be okay. To me, Mandalorian really is more of a show for the lore. So, like, as a real Star Wars fan, like, not real, that sounds shitty, but I've been like, okay, all like right. Deep, <laughs> no, no. Someone who's like deep into the, like, into the lore of it, you watch it, and then every single thing on that show, you can Google, and there's Wikipedia pages on. You'll put a knife, and you go, what the fuck is that knife? And it's just like so into the lore of the show and they are building something. To me, it's not as much popcorn. I, I think on the surface, if you don't really watch Star Wars, I think it's like, oh yeah, right. This is just like a popcorn. And I think that's great because it serves to the mass population. But it also does serve the heavy duty Star Wars fans who watch all of Clone Wars, who've like read the books and like real losers like myself. Um, it's That's what that's for. Whereas Andor really isn't serving that. Andor is like, no, I'm just going to make a great Star Wars like Rogue One was like a great movie. I just can't deny that Rogue One was a great movie. Same thing with Andor. Like this is just like this is just a great television show. Star Wars or not, like this doesn't even have to be Star Wars. It's yeah. just a great yeah. show. Um, but both should exist, and I, I, that's what I like about Star Wars. Is like people keep going, "Well, I want make Mandalorian like Andor." It's like, no, don't, no, no, no. Have both exist because Star Wars is now a genre. It's not a movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a whole. It's a world. It's a world, and you can escape to that world. That's great. Yeah. I think it's not. It's not it's not one or the other. I just think sometimes something that I talk about on here a lot is like the struggle to be like I'm a theoretically an interesting person and I like I love talking about movies, I love watching movies, but sometimes when it comes right down to it it's like this material is just too hard on top of all the other hard. Um and sort of balancing that with like it's good enough what that it's worth hard? it. Like just life being hard. And then, you know, it's nine o'clock at night and what am I going to put on? And it's like, sometimes I'm not going to watch the same stuff that I used to watch 
and be like, yeah. oh, cool, this is really awesome and I can handle it. And now it's like, you know, I'm halfway broken at the end of the day. Can I just watch something <laughs> yeah. a little easier? Just but put yeah, on I the think... voice, you know? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not that I far gone. <laughs> <laughs> my, that's the thing is I've always been like anti that stuff, but my wife was cooking one day and she had the voice on. And this is like years ago. And I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, yeah, I don't want to watch TV. This is for TV who do, people who don't want to watch TV. Like it's just background <laughs> yeah. sounds. And she was like, and there's a place for that. And I was like, yeah, you're yeah, right. There's a place yeah. for people who want to be cleaning and have something on in the back. Yeah. It's a yeah. great show for that. You know Actually, what I mean? this yeah. podcast is a great show for that. Why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can get yeah. just one mom to listen. We shall not have lived in vain. Uh, oh, my wife will listen. My, uh, my wife will listen to every episode except this. She has never listened to or knows nothing about anything. I've she doesn't know you. She I hasn't found it. out. Uh, she, she thinks I'm a garbage man. I wake up early and I, she thinks I come back in with dirty clothes on. And she goes, oh, another hard route. And I go, another hard route. Yep. Yep. That's kind of liberating, though. You know, you don't have to worry about like, uh, oh, boy, oh, when she hears this, it's going to be um, hell at home. <laughs> I hope she still likes yeah. me. Oh, God, that would be a horrible marriage. Yeah. <laughs> I hope every podcast I do is good enough that she still loves me. Yeah, uh, I have friends who are their wives, their fans, their comedy. And I'm like, ooh. that must be a living nightmare. Oh, I would yeah. kill myself. Like, I love that my wife knows nothing. And I lie enough about her um, that no one knows what the truth is. So if you just yeah. set up a bunch of lies, you could eventually throw in the truth just yeah. to talk about it. And right. then people are like, ah, he's always making up bullshit. It's like, oh no, that one, that's the one. That's the oh, one. That was wow. the one keeping me up at night. So you have a, yeah, you have was... a, a stage reality or a, a, you have a, you have a Miss Columbo at home. That's, that might not exactly be the real one. So my stage reality. Yeah. And I've done this on purpose is that every, my wife's story is always the truth, but it's about a girl I dated. So, Mm. this way like my wife could just be like oh no no that wasn't me that was Carrie or that was Nicole or whatever um and I like that because it combines them all and then I don't necessarily feel a hundred percent like I'm it's not my story to tell when it's my wife you know yeah. so there's some of that shit that's like yeah I don't want people knowing about her she's private so I'll just lie enough that um they don't know which one is her and which one's real it's all real it's just you don't know whose name is to what which I yeah. it keeps me a little more free yeah. yeah. Now you can start making up children. You can make up everything. Children. <laughs> you can make up children like this movie makes up a, ch a child, a daughter for Nick Cage when he doesn't have one. He has two boys, I think. Oh. Um, That's why I had to have two kids. I'd have two kids because I'm like, if I say anything about my kid, they're going to know it's him. It's like, yeah. you got to get two just so they don't know, like, what, I don't know. So, uh, doesn't know what the story's about. Could be another one. Um, yeah, that's right. That's the only thing that isn't accurate about Nicolas Cage is that he actually doesn't have a daughter. That's. Uh, yeah. The only way this is different. Um, to get to, to to just speed through the end of the plot here, it basically his his daughter, his wife and daughter end up uh, coming to this uh, ex wife, ex wife and daughter. They end up coming to this island. They get they all get embroiled in a big uh, action plot, which is not you know. Uh, uh, I thought that this action plot gets like a little messy, but then I realized that I spent my youth watching like Kindergarten Cop and Twins and oh, these yeah. kinds of movies That's where. So good. The action is like, so I have no leg to stand on in making a criticism of this. Yeah. Guy. 
I yeah. watched Two Arnold Schwarzenegger. Twins. <laughs> twins. I watched him go on adventures where a guy's after him for some reason. A guy's. It's like a movie about <laughs> twins, but a guy's chasing him with a shotgun. And I loved it when I was a kid. Yes. Five yeah. million dollars. Five million. That's one of my favorite twins. Twins should have oh, been a trilogy. Yes. Oh yes, Danny DeVito. Yeah, five million. Yeah, God, five million dollars. Uh, it's one of my favorite movies. Oh, what I did. Cop, so good. Yeah. I did think that about this movie that I was like, this is kind of a movie for children. This would work totally as a movie for children because the yeah. the elements of it, especially the Javi character, is so innocent and sweet and endearing. That I could, I mean, I'm like, except for a little bit of violence and some cursing, I guess. Like, a kid could totally watch this movie. Oh, yeah. yeah. Even a small yeah. kid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know if uh, they'd laugh. But I, it think was they, I think they would laugh at some of the stuff. Like, in Falling in the Pool, I think that would get a laugh. Oh, I think yeah. That would get a laugh. That's always a big or laugh. the wall thing where they're like, leave me here, let Perfect. me die. I think they yeah. would laugh at that. I think. That's true. Yeah, I think that, I think that this, this movie would be a... Um, in the way that, like, as a kid, you could watch Beverly Hills Cop or whatever, and sure, you know, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I watched Predator when I was like eight. That was, I don't know why they let me do that. It ruined my life, but my sister and brother were fine, but ruined me. Did, was were it, you the was it too scary? Yeah, it was like, uh, my we were watching Predator, and my brother and sister, my stepdad put it on, my brother and sister were watching it, and I was scared, so I was trying to hide, and my stepdad was going. Your sister, your younger sister's watching it. What's wrong with you? Don't be a pussy or whatever. And I was like, I'm a sensitive boy, you know. And uh, <laughs> but my brother and sister love it. They still they make fun of me how I hid behind the couch during Predator. Oh, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah, Predator is myself. that clicking noise is so scary. Yeah. Also, they skin people. There yeah. are people hanging upside down, skinned. Oh God! Crazy. Yeah. It's I watched. Bad. A, I, I I had never seen Predator two and watched it just this year. And was uh, it's like a brutal movie. It's like a really nasty. It's like Predator in the City in a futuristic version of uh, Los Vegas Angeles. And Danny Glover. It's it was Danny Glover. And it's what's really disturbing about it is it's more just like this really dystopian version of L.A. with smog and it's it's, oh. it's like a really uh it's one of the it's one of the darker visions ever of what of what L.A. would look like under terrible conditions. Predator two. Terrible management. Yeah. So is his is Predator goes on vacation and then then problems happen? I forgot what happened. I forget how Predator gets to the city. But it's basically like all urban set, and yeah, Danny Glover's the cop chasing him down, and uh, it's yeah, it's a bizarre. <laughs> but now Mel Gibson. But it's like what the, what's notable about it is that it's like there'll be like drive-by shootings, and like the the you know like the gangs have like automatic weapons, you know, it's that kind yeah. of it's uh, that kind of energy, like ah, oh, take this pig, you know. Um, yes. Yeah. 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 It so, was Lethal Weapon without Mel Gibson, though. They should yes. have just did Lethal Weapon meets Predator. That would yeah. be fun. Which now yeah. they would. Now they would. If yeah. those two movies existed, it would be like, oh, obviously, we'll put these two together. <laughs> yeah. 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 Now they would just scrunch them all up. So uh, there's a great in, comic book. Uh, for the, oh, really? Yeah. It's a comic book? Uh, there's a great comic book, Batman versus Predator, which would be oh. an amazing movie. Oh. Predator yeah. comes to Gotham, and Batman's like, not in my town, bitch. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound pretty great. <laughs> That's yeah. pretty great. Yeah. So, uh, can you name your favorite Nicolas Cage movie? I have to ask this before we 
we would start wrapping it sure. up. Um, you know, it's weird. I'd probably say it might be this one. I mean, I love this and I love this so much. And, uh, I can't really think off the top of my head, but, Oh, can I tell you this? I had a story. Mm-hmm. So there's a movie. I have a thing that I like every movie I've ever seen in my life. That's just like a thing. <laughs> I always go, if I can get one thing out of it, I love it. Like yeah. the only movie that I remember kind of weirded me out was adaptation. Mm. And I was like, uh, adaptation when Nicolas Cage's brother goes through the window messed me up. It was so weird. Mm. And I was like, I hate this movie. And then the next oh. day I was like, that was a great movie. Like it's still sitting with me. And I just didn't realize it was just a, it was just a movie that I had to wait 24 hours. Oh, to like, if that makes sense. You know, but yeah, it, it, it disturbed me. Yeah. Disturbed me in a way. It was a very wow. weird way. Also got in six, got in 60 seconds. I just loved because it, it was so fun. The Rock. It's so hard to name them because they're all kind of like <laughs> Nick Cage. The Rock is great. Con Air is amazing. I don't know. I love them all for different reasons. I'm not a big treasure, national treasure guy, but they were fun. Yeah. 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 I was never that into national treasure. I think my two was in Arizona. Raising Arizona. Yeah. Sorry. That, it's Raising Arizona. That's the okay. Yeah, that's definitely his. Did I, you just I, read that off Ryan's wall? <laughs> I saw it and I literally was like, no, that's the. It's like, how did you miss that? That's literally one of my favorite movies and I forgot that he's in it. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I'd had to probably go with Raising Arizona. I also am a big, I, for, for, in terms of his dramatic performances, it might not be his best performance, but Bringing Out the Dead is a really, that's a hell of a movie. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, I never uh, saw. Uh, yeah. That's about, that's about the hospital world. You might actually, having yeah. done some work to, uh, in an ER, you might relate uh, to some of it because yeah, it's about the emotions of like taking care of people and, um, it's a very uh, guilt, shame. Scorsese. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a, a. I've seen it now dozens of times, and uh, yeah, that movie's uh, very rich. Yeah, um, I think uh, I, I agree. I think that's my favorite, along with Moonstruck, of his performances. But I, I'm also a big Valley Girl fan. I think he's great in yeah, that too. Yeah. But um, before we wear ourselves out because my voice is about to go away um <laughs> let's get to our the uh, mama panic attack assessment for this movie so mama panic attack assessment is based on the mpa rating and it you know there's like g through nc17 um and if there are things that bother me differently now as a parent i found this movie uh very pleasant uh not scary um I love the reference to Paddington 2, another not scary movie. Um, And it introduced me to Pedro Pascal, who is a great presence on screen. And I was like, I don't know how I missed this guy before. So I would give that a um, G, total G. Yeah. He's great in Narcos. He's great in, he's the best character in Game of Thrones. Uh, Um, He's he's done a lot of really good stuff. He was also in like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Later. See, I don't know. I uh, miss everything. I miss truly everything. This so, is the um, only thing I've because uh, I've not seen Mandalorian really. With I have, I didn't get to the part where he takes the helmet off. So the very first thing I ever saw him in was Wonder Woman two, and mm. then this movie. Oh god! So I'm now excited <laughs> to see more of uh, Pedro Pascal because I feel like Wonder Woman two was not a great representation, maybe of what didn't he, see it. Wonder so Woman two. See? was the mm-hmm. second movie I ever disliked in my life. Wow. What was in the my first? Life. What was the first one? It was a movie called Chain Reaction with Connor Reeves. For some oh, reason, yes. it just didn't hit with me. But All 102 right. was like, I walked away angry. 
I was like, mm. what is this feeling? And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm walking in a movie feeling sad and angry. And they're like, oh, Greg, you didn't like the movie. And I'm like, that's what this is? Yeah. And they're like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, this is nuts. They took a picture. I was like, I just hated it. Yeah. She, uh, ra- she rapes. She rapes a guy. No what? one makes what? any comment on how the fact that the, the love interest, Chris Pine, essentially engulfs another person and they have sex. Wonder Woman had sex with someone who wasn't in control of their body. That oh, is wow. yeah. that is a form what? of rape. <laughs> just like how could like how are we looking over this? How are we looking over that you just kind of took some guy's body and ran around town with it, beating the shit out of it, and then fucking it? That's crazy. Nothing is crazy, but it's like for like the director and the for what Wonder Woman should be, which would be like you know girl power, beautiful, and this. It's like you shouldn't be this much of an oversight on how dumb this. The movie sucks. And then they have a gold suit for no reason. It just shows up. It's like, well, I'll put the gold yeah. suit on. What's this fucking gold suit? It was stupid. Sorry. It's a, the whole yeah. movie is also about a, it's about a wish stone, uh, like wishing. It's like, it's like a, it's like a, I mean, not that the, not that it shouldn't be for children, but it really is like, it's like a It's like for babies almost the, the, the plot I feel yeah. like, but that, but also very convoluted and hard to follow at times. Yeah. I just uh, resent Wonder Woman as like, there's, there's like a candy bar out right now because it's uh women's history month or something. It's like Hershey's, but h-e-r is highlighted in pink Hershey's. And, and when i see that stuff when i see you gotta see wonder woman it's feminism i'm like do not sell me products right do not stop it but anyway all right yeah. so no wonder woman skip that uh watch mandalorian if you want to occasionally see his face i guess okay so what are we going to rate this on Oh, yes. Okay. So now we're going to do uh, now time for the final rating of the film, which will be <laughs> yes. rated on a scale of one to four on a scale of something specific to this movie. So something that yes. you only would find in the unbearable weight of massive talent, everything all, all at once. Um, uh, Anne and I will go first uh, in our ratings. But Greg, your rating is the official rating for this oh, nice. mo- for both this show and every show moving yep. forward. That's so it. no one ever has to read another review. Your your yeah. rating cancels out our <laughs> reviews and anyone else's review. You will give it on a scale of 1 to 4. It's official uh rating mm-hmm. for all time. Uh what's what what what's the the thing that we we walked away from this movie wanting to rate it on? I have one idea. What but, but uh, uh I have an idea is yeah. that that pillow with the sequence <laughs> that has Nicolas Cage's face. Oh yes, because yes. that scene yeah. was funny where he like he's like, oh that's creepy, and then Pedro Pascal is like, no it's nice, and he puts it- <laughs> he fixed it. He fixed yeah, it. He's oh, like yeah. oh no, like I don't know. That struck me as a very oh yeah when he like when, when like the fibers are going in the opposite direction and it goes yeah red. that's sequence. weird yeah it's yeah sequence, oh, is yeah. sequence oh yeah, yeah. okay sequin uh, pillows oh, yeah. Nicholas Cage sequin face pillows. I was gonna go quite simply. We should rate it on a on a scale of the of uh, of very dark beards. You know, um, you definitely have a contrast between barely has a beard, the ability to grow a beard, and has the ability to grow all the beard. Yes, he um, gr- yeah, he can yeah. grow like beards. A, uh, yeah. So what do we what do, what are we what are we thinking? You're the guest. Which one do you like? Beards, beards, drunk and tender. For me, it was like. Man, feel good friendship. You know, when I walked out of that movie, I felt good about friends and friendship and love and nostalgia. Oh, it's very nostalgic. But for me, it was, it's a scale of one to Pedro Pascal. 
And oh, it was very you Pedro just, Pascal. You just, you just want to rate it on Pedro Pascal? <laughs> I mean, okay. we can't rate yes, it on well, the rating we is. We can do it on Pedro Pascal. <laughs> Not okay. who he is, but uh, if the number is four being Pedro Pascal, how okay. was Pedro Pascal? Pedro Pascal in this movie, to me, was a Pedro Pascal. Oh, okay. 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 Uh, we, we can we can rate it on a scale. We'll rate the we can rate the film on a scale of one to four. Pedro Pascal. Yeah, that's, I think yeah, we can do that. Uh, All right. Uh, yeah. All right. I'll, no, I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um. Yeah. I uh, I didn't know what this movie was. It came out in 2022. I I completely missed it. And then watching it, I was like, again, I completely missed the existence of this actor that's apparently very popular. Um. And Nicolas Cage, I was it. He's he's different now, and it made me a little sad for other Nicolas Cage from the past. But hey, you know people change; it's okay. Um, I thought it was it was very charming that it was a relationship between two guys where there's no other thing; it's just they're friends and they just really connect, and that's it. That's it. There's that's no great. there's no additional thing and there's no like but we're not gay they're like man well, this is maybe it's a little gay that's fine like there's no yeah. there's no implication that they're uncomfortable with whatever level of friendship this is and that part of it i really liked so i would give this um two and a half pedro pascals Ooh, two and a half pedro pascals okay I think this movie is. Uh, uh, oh, by the way, we didn't even mention the writer director here is Tom Gormacon. Oh yeah, which sounds he kind of sounds like a transformer. Is that he might be on the Mandal- Mandalorian? <laughs> is he a Mandalorian? I think he might be. Yeah, yeah, Gormacon. So as far as Gorm- I'm not versed in Gormacon, I don't know anything about Gormacon. <laughs> Like you uh, go to Comic Con and then Gormacon. Well, when, <laughs> when he makes Gormacon. all of his movies and people want to celebrate him, they will go to Gormacon. Uh, <laughs> they go to Gormacon. 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 Yeah. Uh, I I didn't really know what to expect, and when I when I turned it on, I I was resistant to to wa- watching it when it came out because I thought like, is it some kind of cheesy Nicolas Cage fandom movie or something? And I was very pleasantly surprised in the beginning of the movie with the tone, like. Uh, it was much the the beginning of the movie came, comes on really strong, and I was like, "Oh, this is a lot smarter than I than I would have thought it would have uh, been." And I like Nicolas Cage making fun of his persona. I, I'll say this movie's not like at the level of a speaking of adaptation, like how Charlie Kaufman or someone would have would have written this right. script. It's a little bit more of a mainstream action comedy and some of the stuff in it works really well some of it less so i think as it kind of goes on it's like i was saying that that kind of action stuff some of it's a little dull but at the core of the thing you got this pedro pascal nicholas cage friendship that i think really works and flaws and all i think it's kind of a movie that if you if you like nicholas cage you will probably uh this probably is like an essential film to see uh, uh, in his body of work. And so I'll give it three Pedro Pascals. Ooh. Yeah. That's pretty good. Pretty good Pedros. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good rating um, of Pedros. Okay, here we go. Moment of truth. Yeah, it's a lot of good Pedros. <laughs> I'll say this. I love every movie, um, like I just said, uh, yeah. an absolute 10 out of 10 every time. Uh, but <laughs> this movie, I didn't really like it. Um, I didn't like No, I'm just kidding. Back to this whole interview. And I'm just like, I hated it. No. Didn't like it. Don't like any of these actors. No. Yeah. I give it four Pedro, just straight up four Pedros because I had a great time. And if you give me a good time, I give you the most love. There's there's love is not something you fall into. Love is something you give. And I choose to give this movie all of the love because it made me laugh. I had a good time. And um, 
Nicholas Cage is is you know making fun of himself is great. Uh, Pedro Pascal, wonderful, wonderful human being. Um, and it was light. It was kind of nice and light, which I needed at the moment. Um, so yeah, I give it four out of four pay PPPs. Yeah, it's a comedy. When was the last time you guys saw a comedy? Come on, we need more comedies out there. You know, <laughs> Weird was good. Did you watch Weird? Saw mm-hmm. Weird. We had the director. Yeah, of Weird. we had the director uh, on. Uh, you can uh, listen. To really? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, I loved it. Yeah, uh, you talk to him again. Tell him you know, you, you know what he <laughs> talked <laughs> about? He talked what? about everything, everywhere, all at once. So if you want to, <laughs> if you want to watch that, listen to that episode. You can hear him talk about Weird. Well, no spoilers. I didn't see it. No, I'm just kidding. I actually didn't see it. I just couldn't talk about it. Yeah. You were like, oh, shit, I got to talk about this movie. That would be a pretty funny bit to do where you say you didn't see it, but then every time someone talks about it, you're just like, oh, yeah, I remember that part. I think everything, everywhere all at once, I think you you could just, like, if you said to me, like, remember the part with, like, the diarrhea? I'd be like, uh, yeah. Uh, remember the part with the... With the egg noodle soup, uh, yeah, like yeah. it's it, there's everything is in the movie, so you mm-hmm. just uh, remember the part with yeah. the with, with the with the dinosaur, uh, yeah, like I would just lie. Would. The whole... Remember, remember that movie with the there was like two rocks talking to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 sure, yeah, 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 right, or or when yeah. they karate kicked each other. Oh, yeah, that was a bit I was doing to pretend I didn't see the movie, but that was a very specific part of the movie. Edit, see? Through, I think <laughs> you guys both forgot that part of the movie. Yeah. So no, it didn't no. land. It didn't never, land. Never. I would never <laughs> no, forget. No. I would Everybody never remembers forget. the rocks. Oh, the rocks. Everyone um, remembers the kicking with the with the things coming out of their butts. We all remember. We all remember. <laughs> um, Greg Stone, thank you so much for uh, doing our show today. Thank you so much for do, for, for overcoming illness, for doing it. Uh, I know you're so not- So much feel, adversity. Feeling 100% today. <laughs> but we really appreciate you uh, uh, taking the time uh, to do the show. If people out there want to see you, want to follow you, want to want to uh, see you in person, see Greg in person, for God's sake, if, yeah. they, if, if, uh, if, you, if you live in the New York area, uh, uh, certainly. Uh, where can they see you coming up next? What's going on? Um, well, I go to follow my Instagram, Greg F. Stone, uh, and I put my dates. I'm usually at the Comedy Cellar, but can I plug this? I'm, I'm, recording, I'm recording an album April 24th on a Monday, but I'm doing a Kickstarter fan fan pay for it because I don't have any money. Um, so let me just, because I want to see if you think this is as hilarious as I do. You give 150 bucks, you get a poster. Then I'll write a poem on and I'll completely draw you an original poster because who cares? Uh, for $1,000, you become executive producer. No real credit, but you get an executive producer hoodie that says you're an executive producer and you can wear bars and tell everyone, I'll put you on IMDb, the whole thing. If you okay. give me and I'm pitching this to you right now, Ryan. Ten grand, full ten grand to pay for the whole thing. It is Ryan Perez presents Greg Stone, Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Wow. Your name is on the special forever. Wow. So, oh wow! Get some Above friends the... together, come up with a fake name. Who cares? I am selling out immediately. Who cares? You'll never be an executive producer in your life. Pay a thousand bucks, you'll be. You could work at Starbucks and be like, "What else do you do?" Oh, I'm also an executive producer. I yeah. produce this special. Oh my god! Why not? This yeah. is a right. chance of a of a lifetime because I have a feel, I I know the special will be good, uh, and so this is your chance uh, for ten thousand dollars to have your name above the title. Yeah, of, the title. I, w- I wish Mama Needs a Movie made money because we, we could be Mama Needs a Movie presents uh, 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 Greg Stone Blood Sweat and Tears. Yeah, uh, they'd be like that's yeah. so many words, you guys. <laughs> I'll even put it twice. Mama needs money. Mama needs money. Movie. 
I'll do it four times before this. <laughs> yeah, but unbearable anyway. weight of massive talent is a long title. People, people like yeah. that one. Yeah, they yeah. handled it. They yeah. handled so it. So it's everything everywhere at once. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, well, this is right, great. Go, great. go to the Kickstarter and uh, yes. and uh, and uh, and uh, give a dollar or two over to to Greg Special. I think this is uh, this is somebody uh, who who should have a special, and I can't wait to see this. April twenty fourth. April twenty fourth. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Wait, so, thank much, you so much, and hope your fever is good and my coughing is good <laughs> and Ryan doesn't get sick. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe I'm yeah. gonna. Will I be sick on the next show? Ooh, we'll see. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> if you want to follow this show, go to Mama Needs a Movie Pod on Instagram, Mama Pod on Twitter. Follow us on Letterboxd. Uh, like, review, iTunes, all that stuff. And yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We shall Thank see you, you next so week. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.